Well, I don't know how closely you were watching earlier, but the video of me toasting a marshmallow, I made a rookie error. And I kind of knew at the time that I was doing it. I held the mallow over the flame instead of above some hot coals, glowing coals. Uh, a flame has that danger of setting it alight and uh, it, it burns the outside. But actually the coals are hotter and less likely to ignite the sugar. They toast better when held in the radiant heat and the marshmallow can easily burn. And the wood was certainly burning. But when the fire of God's presence comes, it does not consume, but empowers for service. It changes things so that it's better. We saw this back at the start of Exodus, where Moses, the shepherd, is attracted by the bush of flame on Mount Horeb. The bush dragged him close. It was attractive. But unlike the wood in my fire pit, which burns and turns to ash, the bush remained intact. The flames were the angel of the Lord. The bush served God's purpose. On the day of Pentecost, there are again what appear to be flames, flames that do not burn, but touch and anoint and bring God's presence to the people. No one is reported as injured, quite the opposite. They're given a new gift by God and they have the ability to suddenly speak in tongues that they had not been taught and that they had not learned. The Spirit equipped them for the spreading the teaching of Jesus, spreading the good news of the kingdom, telling how lives can be saved, sins forgiven, eternal life known. The cacophony of sound coming out of the meeting acted like that bush that was in the desert that attracted Moses. And people from all over the city came and started to ask the question, what does this mean? I can hear it in my voice. To which we would later find Peter give an answer. It's obvious that those hearing the gospel preached in Jerusalem will then take it away with them. They'll take it home to all their different parts, to everywhere that's known, north, south, east and west, will receive the good news because of Pentecost, because of what has happened, the Spirit coming, the voices heard and that message being received. It will go to people's homes. But we have to remember that although it begins, it begins here with the believers all in one place praying together. And they've waited in Jerusalem. They've waited for the right moment. They've waited for God's presence among them. The Kairos moment. And then the number of followers is going to grow exponentially. There had been a dozen disciples. It becomes, by this stage, 120 believers at Jesus' ascension, we hear. But 10 days after that, on the day of Pentecost, thousands will commit themselves to the Lord. 
it grows and it grows and it's going to keep on growing. On Pentecost, the believers were all gathered. And it's important to gather together for prayer. When we say Amen at the end of a prayer, someone that someone else has said, it's as if we are saying that whole prayer together with them. It means I agree. It shows a oneness of our heart and of our mind, a oneness of the Spirit leading us to say that this is what we believe is important in the life of the church. It's important for us to pray it. We are making that agreement when we say Amen. Our scattered nature at the moment, though, makes such gathering more difficult. But we have the prayer diary and other resources that we can use to hold our prayers together. We're able to pray for one another on the telephone too, and maybe use social media as a prompt at times. We may even, as a nation, as we've come to a close to some extent with the eight o'clock Thursday clap for carers, we could keep that time in our diary, that time that we used to be used to being home group meetings in the evening or church meetings or our monthly prayer meeting. We could take that 8pm Thursday and use it as a prayer time. Pray for those that care. Pray for hope of God to be known. Pray for the coming of Christ's kingdom, a time that we can pray together as God's people. Pentecost was probably actually the last time all the believers were in one place because after that there's too many to gather together and the church has moved on. The church now has more than two and a half billion Christians but we're all linked as one. We are all linked by something greater than the fastest fibre broadband. We are linked by the Holy Spirit of God that comes and dwells in each of our hearts. And so we might ask that question of the crowd, what does this mean for us? What does it mean for us? Our presence in homes across not just Linfield but far beyond is but a small reflection of what the church has been every week since Pentecost. We are God's people joined as one, but equipped and inspired and encouraged to seek the coming of Christ's kingdom. So let's have hearts of joy even in our struggles because we have been changed by the fire of the Spirit being in our life. Amen.